0: Mark, we're a half second from Jack going back to the shot. We're a half second. <laughs> he did it right when I said it. <laughs> Fuck.
1: Hello, internets, and welcome to the ADZ Horror Cast. This is the Creative of the Town podcast brought to you by us over at ADZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake.
0: Have you been on Glue all your life?
1: (laughs) And sitting next to Jake is someone else who isn't conceited enough to be a hero. It's Mark. Hello. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched 1967's The Cube, which was odd, because we haven't really done a Jim Henson made-for-TV hour-long special, but Mark, you picked it, and so I was happy to have watched I'm a big Henson fan. Yeah, choice, I thought though. you
2: had done it again on purpose this time, because of how you emphasized it, but now I get it. You're going for a joke. There's like another thing that you're purposefully <laughs> I was doing a bit yeah doing a bit funny, about I liked how it there's, it, really, it really there's like a,
1: a weird Twilight zone made for TV special not involving puppets made by Jim Henson in 1967 and nobody knows about it is that what's been the rocking Cube. your horror world Uh, I didn't watch it I should have watched it fail uh, there's been a lot rocking my horror world Either way, we are gonna dive into 1998's Cube. I didn't actually write down when the actual movie seven, came out because uh, I was yeah seven 1997's Cube, uh, which was a mark pick. This is this is one of the diving. ones where if you go to the release date thing on IMDb, you have to scroll
2: down like substantially though. So anything between 97 and 2002, I think, is
1: accurate. That sounds about right. Yeah, uh, which was a mark pick, and into which we will be diving. All the way real soon. And when we, we do, do, fair it. warning, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. Although the title's kind of the biggest spoiler there is. Uh, so don't worry too much about that with this particular film. The movie's actually. Uh, and hey, we've. Hey, we've got a Patreon, but currently that's not where your money should be going. So as it has been for the last better part of a year, because this nightmare is ongoing, uh, we are donating all of our Patreon proceeds to Feeding America, which is a worthy cause. Um, So maybe consider checking us out on Patreon, seeing what we have going on over there. And hey, if you can't donate there, we totally understand. We're glad you're just hanging out with us here. But do consider doing what you can for somebody who needs it. Uh, We've been using blacklivesmatters.card. .co as a good way of uh, like looking for resources of ways you can help. But if you need a little escapism right now, hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us for the next little bit. So for now, it's time to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Jake. Hey, Jack. What are your beers for the 1997 or 98 movie Cube? 2001. 2001 movie Cube. <laughs>
0: I'm getting used to you just making me go first every time now.
1: Is that what's happening?
0: Like last time. Exact same thing. Is that what happened? Yeah, I think that's what happened. It just happened. It's happening right now, you'll find. I like your pretty face. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. So my beer for these fears, or for this fear, um, I'm sticking with the beer style that I want to pair with this movie, and while watching this movie... I think it's safe to say that nothing good happens in a red room. Kazan comes right out and says it. He doesn't like the red room. So I felt that it would only be natural to go and find a red beer that I'm not likely to like. <laughs>
2: I pulled a <laughs> okay, beer from okay. Jordan
0: this time. Uh, this is by Carcale if I'm pronouncing that correctly, brewery. This is called Red Sirius. It's not the important part. This is a blood, or- blood orange Berliner Weiss uh, brewed with pomegranate as well, and I'm not really sure what to expect here, but that combination of things, particularly the Ber- Berliner Weiss that they made all red, is not typically what I would go for. So let's see how it goes. Did you say that beer was from Jordan. Jordan. This beer is from Jordan. The country Jordan? The country of Jordan. The, this is an the import. City in Utah, I would imagine. Kind of like it's a foreign beer like this movie is a foreign movie. Wait, is it guys. actually from
1: the country of Jordan Yes, not Jordan, yes. Utah? No,
0: this this is from Jordan. Yes. Okay. Jordan
2: wow. country known for uh beer experts. I'm, well,
0: I'm I said I was looking for a red ale that I'm not likely
2: to like. That was the whole bit. So you're just not <laughs> likely to like it because it's international? Is that what you're saying? No, like,
0: it jingo-ist? was more about like the what they did to the blonde, Classically xenophobic. To make it red.
1: <laughs> All right, literally That's a red beer, Jake. and I'm probably not going to like. Very it. weird choice, but I kind of respect it. I um, have to fully I went, respect uh, that choice.
0: Get the fuck out of here.
1: Much more locally, I'm drinking a <laughs> yes. beer by Grand Teton Brewing here in Idaho. I'm drinking a Hoplexity IPA. One because this is a complex they're trying to escape, and the way in which they have to escape is very complex. But also because sometimes the manhole's above you, and you got to hop up to it. It's a, it's a Hoplexity movie. The whole what movie involves Hoplexity. Sometimes, or Good. to avoid a trap, Lord. sometimes you gotta hop. You, tra- you trash mine? And because it's a complex. You fucking asshole. And it's complex. It just works on so many levels. I wouldn't expect you to understand, Jake. <laughs> it's way over our heads. Well,
2: hopefully it's not <laughs> over the heads of our <laughs> listeners, you know?
1: <laughs> we'll see what happens. Mark, what are your beers for these fears that you picked?
2: I'm starting off with a pretty easy one. I gotta lay up this this, uh, this week. I, I'm i drinking a Prismatic IPA from Ninkasi. Okay. Yeah.
1: I thought about this as well, but a prism is a distinct shape that isn't a cube. Uh, I looked it up. A prism is expressly not a cube. Uh oh. Okay.
2: Okay, that's true, but they do produce a lot of colors, and you know what this movie has, Jack? A lot of colors. It's a good, a lot save. Of colors. It's a good now, save. Like
0: like the red that they don't like, kind of like my beer choice. <laughs> a lot of
2: like that, yeah. Uh now I've I've drunk Prismatic for I think I had that for um. Uh, I don't know. I had it for another really colorful movie or something. We've like all that. had prismatic. We've all has had, had prismatic. Another, I so I did want to take it a little bit like a go an extra level of difficulty here a little bit. So I am drinking um, Orderville, uh, which is a hazy mosaic IPA by Modern Times. Um, why Orderville? Well, much like Jack, um, I'm kind of trying to describe the location that this movie takes place in. This place is Orderville. It is a cube is about as like one of the most ordered as far as like resting state energy shapes in the universe. So. Uh they're totally. living in Orderville and they're in a hotplex, right?
1: Uh, yeah, and they're 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 the the order of the cubes can also be described with a very standard ordered mathematics system. Yeah,
2: exactly. It is a highly, highly ordered system. And if you were to a give that Plexy name, system. it'd be Orderville, you know? So <laughs> nailed it. Not bad, not bad. But I hey, have, I, I have sp- a quick especially... inter-
0: nope, I have a quick interjection to make. Mm-hmm. Okay, this beer's really good. I was gonna talk about how much I
1: liked your choice. <laughs> this is no. really good. Oh, I hate you so much, Jake. Uh, well, but yeah, okay. What uh, I was gonna say was like I respect your choice of like picking a beer expressly that you don't think you're gonna like for the bit, but then I went ended to up get a so red ale it. that
0: like I would know that is like not like the best example or high quality, and I couldn't fucking find any. And I'm not about to throw some of our local friend breweries under the bus, so I found you one. That find like I felt an Avery
1: like... red red beer. There was
0: there was nothing of that Zinger. Sort. When get, I was looking. Get That's like fired. a Killian's
2: Irish Red or a Red Hook or something like that.
0: That wasn't at the
1: beer selection depot, Mark. Oh, Jake goes to a hipster store and they don't have some of those like uh, middle of the road beers sometimes.
0: So I picked this one from Jordan because I didn't think that the style of beer would be what I liked. I like Turns it. out, I it's like really hey,
1: I
2: actually do have a quick question for you though. How much did that cost? What's what, what is the what is a beer that this I is a, from the other a, side the, of the so planet? So this follows like
0: days. the more European style bottle, so it's like eleven point two ounces. Yeah, 11.2 fluid ounces, or however many mils that equates to, because I'm not actual. I'm from America, you guys, if you What's didn't it already in know Kills? that. Um, this was like six bucks. How many cubits? It
1: was like six bucks. Six bucks. It was expensive. Quid, as they say. Overseas. It's expensive. Turns out it's good, six though. Pence, none the richer, you know? <laughs> All right, boys. Drinking beers and watching horror movies, or cube in particular, isn't the only thing we've done. In the course of the horror world over the course of the last month, that was a lot of courses I just said. We might have also experienced some other shit, so why don't we get to talking about what else has been rocking our horror world? Starting, of course, with paying up on Lost Beers for Fears votes, as decided by our patrons. Let's cue that sound effect. Uh, now, I don't have any, so I'm hoping you guys do.
2: Mm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't pop. (laughs) Uh,
1: Except cut that sound effect short because nobody has any of those. I just learned off mic. So let's, uh, we're still going to cue Scatman either way because I love that. And we're going to talk about what's been rocking our regular horror worlds. Scatman's world. Uh, I want to go last year because I got a bunch of shit to talk about. And it's running the gamut of audio, video, interactive media. Wow. All sorts of shit I've got to talk about. I'll go. I'll
0: ease us in. Okay. Um, because I'm on my October wavelength now, but I've eased into October with some lighter fare, I guess. Um, I'm only going to talk about three movies this week, but you'll see what I mean almost immediately with lighter fare. Some of these were watch it with the fiance movies. The first of which, y'all remember Halloween Town? Hell yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, that like 1998 Disney joint. Um, that got thrown on, and we watched it. It was just you know hang out on the couch and have a movie on type situation. I don't have a lot to say about this movie other than that I respect it from the perspective of, like, as a younger audience, as a younger viewer, this is an easy one that you can trace the, like, breadcrumbs back to a movie that would be super accessible for a kid to potentially get interested in horror, right? It's, it's a, yeah, it's a heavy kids movie, but, you know, for us it's more of like, oh, we saw this when we were kids, there's a little bit of nostalgia, what's it like now? That was the intrigue. I think you could still show this to a child if you have one that is, you know, old enough to watch something and sit still for almost 90 minutes. I don't even think it's quite 90 on the runtime.
2: I don't think uh, children are ever actually achieve that age, do they?
0: Anyway, yeah, not a lot to say about this one. It's a Disney Channel original movie that came out in the late 90s. It's what you would expect. There are Halloween y type things. It's called Halloween Town. Whatever you can enough, show it I to like a kid. Fair
2: enough, I like it. I like that yeah. you went with the begrudging coach line of I don't like it, but damn it, I respect it.
0: <laughs> now, um, I don't even know that I'd say I don't like it. I'd say that I'm just like so far outside the wheelhouse of having it be something that I could really go for. I don't know. Like you can enjoy this if you're a kid or if you can live vicariously through your kid. That's Jake, your can zones. I take a
1: guess as? Can I take a guess as to how you watched this?
0: Uh, you can, and I won't be able to answer that question.
1: I bet you watched it on Disney Plus because it has popped up on my recommended yeah. things on Disney Plus too, which I presently have only so I can continue to watch the Hamilton show and for the new season of Mandalorian, which is coming out soon. Yeah. Jack, um, now, Jack, you've said something that right. has
2: truly upset me. Okay. Um, why no. haven't you watched Brink? Why is Brink not in your rotation of things on Disney Plus? Oh, Sir? it's been
1: watched It's not a reason if if I admit to that being a reason I have Disney Plus, my wife will cancel our Disney plus account. Mm. but after she falls asleep or gets too drunk to turn it off, sometimes I watch Brink on there too. but the reason the official party line on the reasons for why I have Disney Plus is for the new season, The Mandalorian for Hamilton. Wow what mm-hmm. a save.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't mention
2: Brink. You can't see this at Home listener, but he is sweating bullets. <laughs>
1: I'm dying. Yeah, you're I'm, looking I'm real shiny over out out there, Jack. Here. Don't, Jake. Oh my god. Now I'm upset. Shall I move on to my next movie, <laughs> yes, please? please? Yeah, please. I'm very oh, self-conscious boy. now. Hey,
0: do you dick. remember like oh god, it was probably like three episodes ago at this point. Um, that's how backlogged we are, Jack. Where I talked shit <laughs> <laughs> Where I talked shit about Hoobie Halloween and said that Mark would go and watch it and report back. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. And Um it's not as bad as I would as I was expecting it to be. This movie is well, you had it not good. One, so Let I mean, me make that clear no. right off the top.
1: No, I had it as my bottom one. I don't know if Jake did. No.
0: I did not, but, but it, was, us, it was it so. was in contention. It just has way too much star power and production value for me to make it the bottom one. And now I've seen it, so I can confidently say that I don't think this should have been a bottom one. This is basically a reunion for Adam Sandler and a bunch of people he's worked with forever. Uh, there are copious references to other movies he's made. It's kind of just like an inside joke, like, oh, have you seen Billy Madison and are you familiar with the flaming poop bag? As for right, one, so right.
1: isn't this just like Pixels, but
0: set around Halloween? I haven't seen that movie. Okay. So I can't. I couldn't tell you. But that being said, it's... Kind of exactly what you would expect. Uh, There's a bunch of people making basically cameo type appearances. There are a bunch of jokes, and then it just ends, but it takes two hours to do so. Two hours? I didn't know that. That uh, that is it's No, I think it's like an hour 45. It's in between 90 and and two hours. Uh, This is one that I think is interesting would be an easy recommend in the sense that you could throw it on and have it on in the background and pop in for some outrageous moment as you're passing by doing chores around the house or something, uh, during October. It has that feel because it's just completely littered with Halloween paraphernalia. But other than that, like you saw what you needed to see in the trailer. That's all I can say about this one. Fair enough. What else? Final movie. My top one from, was it this month? Fuck. You guys, time is a flat circle. Save yourselves. Was that this month? Was that October? No fucking. Save that's yourselves! The one, that's exclamation the one where
2: they're point. Trapped in a uh, cabin, and then the world the, ends, or whatever.
0: The poof aliens.
2: Yeah, the tribids. Tribbles. Yeah. So what it's. What I called. guess
0: it is October. I picked a lighter-hearted one because I can't deal with something of darkness right now any more so than the world actually is. I watched this one too. Can wow. you tell what okay. kind of mood I was in this Lay last up. week? <laughs> Kicked it off with lighter pair. This movie is a delight. If you were interested in the trailer, <laughs> um you're going to get 90 minutes of that. This is a movie that is basically both making fun of and very clearly made by the 30-something hipsters that are on screen, and it's just a cute movie. It goes in a direction that I wasn't really expecting, and I think that that could turn some people off, but the vast majority of it is... Pretty funny, kind of aloof, lighthearted stuff with just absolutely wacky aliens. And this, probably my biggest concern watching the trailer was that it wouldn't be enough horror. It is. It's still lighter, but there's enough there for it to be an easy recommend if you're looking for something that's not going to scare your pants off.
1: Nice. Title again, and how did you watch it? Save
0: yourselves, exclamation point. This is a rental on Amazon.
1: All right. I like it very much. I like it very much. What else you got?
2: That's it for me, bud. All right, Mark, let's go to you. Ooh, I can transition very easily into another thing that is lighthearted and fun. Um, my wife and I spent about a week in, well, not a whole week, but like a couple days in southern Utah recently near uh, Capitol Reef National Park, and we would hike ourselves into exhaustion for most of the day and then collapse into a couch and watch horror movies for that period of time. So I got a Sounds bunch amazing. of shit to talk about. Um, and one of the evenings that we came back um, and decided to throw something on that was a little bit more lighthearted, and we threw on 1985's Clue, which is on Amazon Prime. Now, this is not a horror movie, uh, but I'll explain why I'm talking about it here a little bit. it's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Um, And watching through it for the umpteenth time, I I do actually start to appreciate how good of a mystery thriller it is. And at times it actually is constructed very well to have these like shocking moments where there's like a sting of cords and a bolt of lightning in the background and like the lights go out in the house and somebody screams. I remember liking this movie a lot when I was young. So if we're on this train of talking about things that are horror adjacent that you could expose the youths to, um, look, if you got to expose the youths to something, expose them to Clue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, what this movie actually is is slapstick comedy at its finest with a few scattered moments of tension and jump scares, and Tim Curry is uh, headlining in it, and that is a recipe for success. Seriously, Tony like Shalhoub
1: turns in a star performance as well. Who is that? Isn't Tony Shalhoub in this one too? No. No?
2: No. Wow. I don't know who you're thinking of.
1: Had that file wrong in my head. Yeah,
2: there are some recognizable names. Christopher Lloyd's in it, um, and a few of the other actors you'll recognize from... Um, I don't know, random other... There, there's a lot of that guys in that movie. I don't know their names off the top of my head and I didn't write them down, so I'm not going to go down that road. But Perfect. if you have not seen Clue uh, and you want kind of a lighthearted something or other to throw on, maybe after the Halloween season because there's enough lighthearted Halloween stuff, but seriously, I cannot recommend that one high enough. Clue is one of my favorite movies from my childhood. Hmm. Nice. On that same trip, we also watched 1BR. I don't have a lot to say about this one, Um, so I'll go... Threw it Yeah, I watched quick. this about a month ago, I think. Yeah, and I we threw it on because when you recommended it, I added it to my list, and it was one of the first ones that popped up while we were exhausted and trying to find just something that we could throw on so that we could lay on the couch. Um I ended up not liking this one as much, and my wife ended up liking it more than I did, so your mileage will definitely vary. It was not what I was expecting to get out of things, and this type of movie, um, not really for me. I don't really know if I can if I should spoil it or not, don't, but I was expecting it don't. to be more supernatural than it was, I guess is all I'll say. Uh
1: 1BR is on Netflix. Uh it's ostensibly about a young woman who moves into a housing complex in LA to start a career as an actress, moving from flyover country and things horror ensues. Um yeah. Mark, totally different style that. of horror than I anticipated ensues. Yeah. Yeah. Also, this is not one to watch if you want like a lighthearted romp or even no. Like, this was a massive jump fun. shift in the tone,
2: tone of the this, of the movies. We've this been talking is a about. kind of brutal movie. Yeah. Oh,
0: good. Oh,
1: great.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 low on the brutality scale typically. So uh, yeah, that one. This one didn't totally resonate with me, but like I said, my very kind-hearted wife actually did enjoy it. Um, That's how, the how it always Performances deliver Mark. what they need to. So I mean, it's. It's a good movie, I just don't like what it is. <laughs> I guess is the way I would capture that. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I do still recommend it, just for the Sure. Sure. Uh, the last of the trio we watched on that trip, um, and then I'll do one more after this, but the last of the trio we watched was We Summon the Darkness, which is also on Netflix. Now, if yep. you'll remember, this is the Alexandra Daddario um, yep. joint with Johnny Knoxville in it as well. Um, Amy Forsyth and uh, Maddie Hassan are the rest of the... the leading actresses. It's basically about these three young women who pick up a couple of guys at a rock concert while there is a murderous cult on the loose, and they take them back to a, uh, you know, a party house, and then, wouldn't you know, murderous cult things happen. Um, I actually enjoyed this one quite a lot. Um, you, I, I, this is this is one that is a little bit twisty and turny, so I don't want to go out of my way to talk too much about the plot. but. It is a gay old time uh, and will keep you cu- keep your head on a swivel, basically, for the entirety of the movie. Um, again, that was We Summon the Darkness. It came out on Netflix relatively recently. We talked about it in like, it was one of those ones in like April or May that was like, this might get kicked back, it might get a very limited release sure. or something like that. And then it ended up coming out on a, to a wider audience, I think, at the very end of September, maybe early October or something like that.
0: They didn't want to wait any longer after COVID didn't go away
2: yeah so solid suspense a few moments of uh, I mean it's it is like a assault in the you know type culty movie so there are some like really great weaponry moments that are just fun of like shit that you could <laughs> arm yourself with around the house um nice it is both I mean I found it to be very fresh as far as the energy level that it brings. Um, as well as sort of the how the how the characters themselves pair off against each other, and then um, just some I don't know some twists and turns me- meant that it was fun and suspenseful. So, We Summon the Darkness like would that. would be another recommend I think from the group.
3: Cool, very now, awesome.
2: Lastly, I only want to bring this one up now um, because I should mention this at the beginning of October, uh, and I say that because this is pro this episode I suppose is probably coming out on Halloween, give or take. <laughs> God damn it! Hey. <laughs> hey. For the record, listener, we're recording this on the thirtieth of October, so all oh, um, the way <laughs> end <of> the bus. <laughs> so my apologies if this doesn't get to I'm you. I'm bleeping sooner. that out, but um I do want to highlight this one because it did just come out on Shutter. It's a movie called Scare Me. Um, ah, this was in the contention for um one of my number ones for the for the month. I ended up giving it to whatever that other one was called, but. This one had cool. an interesting energy to it, and I was like really curious how they were gonna do it. So if you remember the trailer, this was just two people telling e- each other scary stories in a cabin. Yeah, and I that like is it. exactly what 104 minutes is <laughs> in this movie. Is <laughs> <It's, laughs> and but I'm not trying to say that it changes after 104 minutes. This movie is 104 minutes of that. That would probably have been a better way to say that. Yeah. Now
1: is it like vignettes where like they start telling each other a story and then you from the camera's perspective, see the story they're telling. Nope. It's just people
2: telling scary stuff to each other. And it is delivered in such a phenomenally interesting and fun way that like, this is the, this is the craziest take on an anthology movie that I think works super duper well. Um, it's funny and simultaneously has its very, very intense moments. Um, for a movie about a couple people delivering lines off of each other for, you know, just shy of two hours, and it does run a little long. I think it gets thin towards the endish, but man, what a crazy experience this was! I this is not like anything I've seen. Uh, I loved it. That's great. Where yeah. did you say you saw like it? That. Shutter. This is a Shutter original. Huh. Shutter's been, you know, are they, banging them out. Lately. Are they on a heater?
1: <laughs> They're on a heater. god damn it.
0: They're on a heater. I think
1: <laughs> it sucks because I'm about to talk to him about a movie I watched on Shutter that was kind of good too. <laughs> oh my
2: god, what a Go transition! Go watch, scare me.
1: Go watch, scare me. And then Jackie, talk about your stuff. All right. I want to get started by shouting out a couple of friends of the podcast, other podcasts that you should absolutely be listening to, because frankly they're a little bit better than ours. But let's start by talking about Nightmare Junkhead. Uh super big friends of the show. Those guys rock. Greg mm-hmm. D and you think over there. Always have an awesome show, but they are like throwing down for I mean every Halloween they do this month in particular they 've got some marathons going on over there they 've got some awesome shit happening so if you haven 't checked out the Nightmare junkhead podcast now is an especially time especially good time to do so because uh, they're doing some just extraordinary shit over there very fun along those same lines um, another awesome podcast uh, another friend of the show we 've actually had uh adam peacock uh the the host of the show on before is my neighbors are dead. That podcast has kind of transitioned into a seasons kind of a, a model now. I think where they have like some releases and then take a bunch of time off. They are back and they are just putting out a whole shitload of episodes right now for October, and they are all so funny. This for those of you who don't know, this is like a comedy improv horror fiction podcast where Adam Peacock plays like an interviewer guy interviews the the lesser known people from horror movies. So, for instance, he's done like the the family next door to the poltergeist house in poltergeist. Just like the the, the lesser known characters in the horror world, and uh, hilarious improv comedy ensues. The most recent episode in particular, the guest was John Grills from the Creepy Pod, uh, the Creepy Podcast, or Creepy Pod Online, um, which is like a just. Not funny, narrative fiction, ter- terrifying <laughs> horror podcast. So Specifically that, not
2: funny, Colin John Grills. Not
1: out. at all, but he is fucking hilarious on the episode, and that collaboration in particular has been just delightful to me. So if you haven't checked out My Neighbors Are Dead, definitely check that out. They are doing just a tremendous amount of shit this Halloween month. Other stuff to talk about. Hey, well, I've been playing, we'll, while anything- we're
2: talking about podcasts real quick, I'll just also throw out our annual reminder that Spooked is a thing that Glenn Washington does every October, and he's doing it this October so. Again, maybe you're hearing this a little bit late in the month, but uh, you can always go back and listen to them. They're pretty good, scary stories.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Uh, They sure are. Um, I've been playing a video game called Hades. I mention it just because I've been liking it a lot. It is horror only in that it is themed after, like, Greek gods and their version of Hades, so you're trying to, like, break out of hell as the fictional son of Hades. It's... uh only horror in terms of like its stylism and its brutality, but it is very, very fun. It's a roguelike like action game. I got it for the switch, but I think it's out for literally everything. Jack, I was going to make game. fun
2: of you for bringing this up because it's not horror related, but then I remember that I also talked at length
1: about Doom Eternal, so <laughs> Good
2: for you, man. We yeah. play video games.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and, and this is like one of the best video games I've played in quite some time. I like it very, very much. Okay. I also, my lovely wife and I did a thing called Eschaton uh, last Saturday night, which uh, for, for those of you that remember Sleep No More, I'm given to under, like what I was told this was, was like Sleep No More, but kind of like Zoom. And so Sleep No More was a thing in New York City a couple of years ago where... They, like, rented out an entire hotel, and it was like an interactive theater horror experience where you kind of just wander around this hotel and see various vignettes uh, that are all purportedly related to the same plot. It was supposed to be excellent. I never did that. This one's over Zoom. It's called Escaton. Tickets were, like, 15 bucks each, and so it's, like, an hour long. And the, the technology of it worked very well where they have like a homepage and you can choose to go to various rooms on there. And then once you're in the, it brings up a code to a zoom room. Yeah. And once you're in there, various performers are doing various things and you get different codes to go unlock other rooms and go see more stuff. Um, what was like the was, tamest room you went into? I mean, there were like, okay. So there were a couple of rooms that like one, one lady was just doing some singing and flirting with people. Uh, there was like a guy doing close up magic, which, uh, I tried to keep going back to until my wife took the keyboard away from me, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but that one was awesome. Uh, So there was some stuff that was kind of like that, some pretty tame tame stuff, some singing. Then there was like a lady doing like fire dancing and fire eating, which was really fucking cool. And then like one time we just logged into a room and it's just like a guy pretending to be a rat in the corner and it was fucking terrifying. Uh, Very much actually distressing. Like there's some just very weird shit going on. I don't know if we did a bad job or if it's the thing, but I, there was no narrative I could discern whatsoever <laughs> in this particular one. Uh, but it was very fun, and it's just like a fun thing to do—very weird, different thing to do. Now, how, um, how long is the experience? One
2: hour, huh. and you—you you have one hour to poke in your poke your head into as many rooms as you can, essentially.
1: Sort of. It starts you in one of four rooms, and then there is this like kind of escape roomy puzzle aspect to it that i found frankly impossible to like enjoy in any regard so maybe if you do those puzzles more but like i I wasn't gonna be like we're like here to see these live performers doing live performance things i'm not gonna stare at this weird screen and trying to find a code to put into this box down here for more than that probably got you access
0: to the good rooms
1: jack probably we saw some good rooms there's some good shit did i not mention the close-up magic one (laughs) yeah that one sounds fantastic If
2: you solve the puzzle room, do you get to know why it's called Eschaton?
1: Eschaton is like a place. It's like an alternate dimension that people are trapped in. Is like the only amount of narrative that we got from it. Somebody is missing from Eschaton, and that's it. That's all we
2: are able to wow. figure out. Oh, is it the rat guy? I bet the rat guy's missing from Eschaton. You the fucking, rat fi- you
0: nailed to do it. Do
1: with anything, but he <laughs> did give me nightmares. Okay.
0: Question: Is this set up like a webcast where you don't have access to like your mute button? You can't come off mute. I would certainly hope not.
1: You so you can come off they you can be as comfortable as you are. Like you don't have to have your webcam or mic on. Yeah. They ask you to mute the whole time, but then sometimes some of the performers will be like pick someone, like they'll be like, Jack and Hannah, you guys unmute. I want to talk to you guys. Or oh whatever.
0: Damn. I'm did so, the flirting okay.
2: did the flirting lady flirt with you and or Hannah?
1: Uh she did flirt with Hannah and we went back through the cherry room several times because uh you know, she was just lovely. Well, there you go. So, if nothing else, <laughs> you got fun. the cherry room. Yeah, exactly. And she said she'll see us the next eschaton. So, you know, I've already bought my tickets for the next year or so. <laughs> Just every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, back. In any case, this is spelled E S C H A T O N. Um, if you like, I. I, I kind of just heard about it on something else but it was it's a very fun thing and a good way to break up like it felt like the first different kind of thing we've done frankly since this whole pandemic thing has happened but it's a a cool way to experience some form of actual performative arts even if it didn't really have a narrative and some of the rooms were better than others okay uh eschaton very cool but very very weird um uh, then I'll talk about two things that I've watched recently. The first is a movie that I watched on Shudder. This is a Shudder original. It's called The Cleansing Hour. Uh, this is a movie that I think is just barely released. Um, it is the the overall plot is this like group of friends that are making these viral but fake um, exorcism videos right. yeah. with yeah, yeah with yeah, this yeah. like uh, hot ex priest who's uh, also in a band, <laughs> the front man of a band tried to get his band off the ground, but then the exorcisms become less fake. Um, and that's the plot of the movie. And it was a—it's not a fantastic movie, but if you want something to like throw on and kind of watch, it's very good. Like I liked what they were doing. Its execution suffers in certain aspects, but it's a cool concept, and overall, it's a pretty strong movie. It's just not not groundbreaking in any particular aspect, but I did like it. Um, and I, I would recommend you You're just tiptoeing you around saying
2: that shutters on a heater. Get out of here. That's what he's been no, doing. No, no, like months.
1: it's 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 not a great. Film, but Shut i think up. it's very cool it's called the cleansing hour it's available on shutter i think you should watch it it's neat the other thing um it's uh what the does we record this doubling down uh, i like it my lovely wife and i have finished the haunting of bly manor
2: okay i was gonna say i have start. i didn't want to bring it up because i've only watched the first two episodes i haven't or seen or any
0: episodes. of it yet
1: yeah Tread lightly. Um, this sir. This is I will. This is Mike Flanagan's new project. It's out on Netflix. There are ten ish episodes. I don't know the exact that's number. We kind of just powered through a there bunch of them. Uh nine. Yep. This is loosely based on the late 1800s novel The Turning of the Screw. Um and uh I d I mean I could I don't think that's a spoiler. No, it's also it's like kind of how it's advertised. Fine. Uh it's fucking unbelievable. Mike Flanagan does not disappoint. Um there's one episode where his jumps in time and reality get a little too obtrusive and hard to follow, but that's kind of a Mike Flanagan thing too. Uh it's unbelievable. The guy can do a like spooky haunted house like nobody's goddamn business.
2: I will say this uh, about that. Um the fact that I saw the movie that came out in February of this year called The Turning, also based around The Turning of the Screw and how unforgivably bad that movie was is like actively hurting my experience of watching Bly Manor right now. It's still I wow. still recognize that it's good but like all I would have now is that I'm going in knowing the arc of the story already but having like Finn Wolfhard's over dramatic performance to compare <laughs> to the, the whatever the kid's name is in this movie and it's just like god damn it I should have just not watched oh, the, the turning. The
1: kids, the two kids in this movie they do such a fucking good job and they also like the they I do a perfectly I mean, splendid job Jack I'm trying I'm trying to describe this without spoiling it, but there's ways in which they're called upon to act in a subtly different manner from which they ordinarily would and they do a fantastic fucking job of capturing the kids doing like multiple performances like that. I will say it's been since like The Conjuring that I've seen just as good of a haunted house creepy bump in the night shit as this. And this also has crazy like psychological mind bending elements to it as it's well. Been it's been since fantastic. The
0: Conjuring?
1: I think so. Yeah. Like so you're when saying we you liked it on more... this podcast a couple of months ago or when you saw that originally. Either one. I'm so... just saying like that's the last movie that I felt like did as good a job with this bump in the night Whoa. like haunted house stuff. Okay, yeah, I'm going to hold you to that when we do The Conjuring 2 like next week. Yeah, I think this is this 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 TV show does better haunted house bump in the night stuff than The Conjuring 2 does. Okay, fair enough.
0: Um my only other thing, I'm interested and I'm happy to hear your take on this, your spoilerless take, Jack, because I've only seen a few things, and I've been doing my best to, like, not click through to any articles, because you never know if they're going to spoil it. Um, I haven't seen, I've seen a lot of lukewarm takes on this. I'm not sure if there's just disappointment compared to Hill House, but so far it hasn't seemed like a lot of folks are over the moon with it. Jake, if I
2: had to guess, all of those critics who were weighing in also saw The Turning. (laughs) They're all just
0: spoiled (laughs) for it because they can't get Finn out of their head
1: more up my alley than The Haunting of Hill House okay. was, just in terms of its subject matter. Um, sure. And for, for everybody who doesn't know, this is like set in the late 80s. There is a young woman who leaves her life in America to go be a, an au pair in a British manner to two young kids who have experienced some tragedy. Yeah, I'll it's say more this. more British
2: is what he's saying. Yeah, so I am predisposed to not get sucked in because of my experience with the turning. Um <laughs> And it is a, it's a lot of shitting it is, on the turning. It is a it's a one of the worst movies I've ever seen, Jack. Oh my and god! And t- it is a British period piece, and I'm still intrigued by it. So if you know anything about me, that means that the product that they're putting on screen is actually pretty solid.
0: Okay, cool. So we've we've narrowed in on anyone who's angry with this is actually just angry at the turning, and they should go vent their issues <laughs> elsewhere. That's my theory. Period fantasy. piece
1: doesn't quite feel right to me it kind of does a little bit of that the following thing where a lot of the times it's unclear like it could be set in literally any era it follows that's it's, what i meant It's what did
0: definitely I say? Set,
1: like <sighs> oh, jesus pre-70s though
2: <laughs> you just try to no, add no, the it's mark it's set
1: in 1987 the main narrative takes place in
2: 1987
1: now nah, pre-70s <laughs> okay cool <laughs> i figured it out uh, I that's did some math prime numbers check that's all I got. A lot. Of, I got. A, I had a lot to shit to talk about. Uh, to watch The Haunting of Bly Manor. It's very, very good. Oh my, my lovely God. wife and I burned through all nine episodes right quick. Let's
0: longest, go to the feature presentation. Longest rocking horror worlds ever.
1: Over ninety two horror This week we watched 1998's Cube. Now, Mark, this was a you pick. Yes, it was, and I. Think famously on this podcast. It's well known that this movie is largely responsible for your very long-lasting and happy marriage.
2: Uh, not responsible for, but highly related to one In, of the first to girl one of the first pre dates that I went on with my now wife <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, was to watch Cube, and then the following week. We did a double feature of Cube Zero and Hypercube. So after watching Hypercube, I actually officially asked her out, and the rest is history. That was, my goodness, 14 years ago. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and
1: you've only been divorced for like 11 years. That's not so, funny. You know, that That's not successful. funny. Don't
2: joke about that.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. We are happily married. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now, so uh, I don't think we need too much on why you picked it. We haven't talked about it on the podcast yet. And... uh you know, losing well, large yeah, in and your life. One
2: step further, I, I my initial exposure. I think we're getting this way anyway. My initial exposure to this movie was watching it. On, I want to say as like a sci-fi movie of the a movie of the week or whatever, where sure. it was like on TV at a sleepover at my buddy's house, and we were like, okay, let's just do a movie marathon. We're gonna watch this in like fucking Judgment Night or some other random movie. Um, and holy shit, this confuse hit- me
1: with this timeline now. This you're you're would-be wife was also at the sleepover?
2: No, 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 no. This was, this was just a buddy of mine from, from junior oh, high school. Oh, you'd seen it before he that. The movie it. Yeah. First, yeah. I oh, had, I had definitely seen this prior to high school, um, as it has, and we'll get into this a little bit later. I mean, it's like made for TV. It's not made for TV, but like it's edited in a way that is very flattering for TV
1: commercial breaks. It's modularly. Um, you can break it up in a modular fashion. Exactly.
2: Um, so I had watched this and it like totally got its hooks in me. Um, I, Still consider this one of the sci-fi classics, and we had not talked about it at all. So the amount of effect this has had on my life, I needed to pick it.
1: I got to tell you something, Mark. This is the first time I've ever sat down to watch this thing front to back. Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) It's been on at, like, parties before, but I have never watched this thing start to finish before There's
0: no way that's true. That can't possibly be true.
1: Seemed true.
2: What is your your exposure level to Hypercube or uh, Cube Zero?
1: I have seen Cube 2 Hypercube, but in the same fashion. I've never seen Cube 0.
2: Cube 0, decent. Hypercube, horrible.
1: (laughs) Did not like Cube 2 Hypercube. Had a similar experience to the Blair Witch Project, where I liked the first one very much, and then the second one came out. And this one didn't even have the fucking good sense to have Jeffrey Donovan in it.
2: Yeah! Oh my God! They need to make another Cube movie that has Jeffrey Donovan in it. Fuck <laughs> <Donovan.
0: Yeah>.
1: Holy <laughs> crap! And he has to be doing Jake. An what's your
0: experience with Cube? <laughs> I mean, I've seen it a few times. I'm pretty sure I, I saw it with you in college at one point. You're just forgetting, but you know, <laughs>
1: well, I mean, that's parties. You know, <laughs> most of the times in college there were also parties happening.
0: Yeah, it could have just been an, it could have been one of those nights for you, Jack. I don't know, but they
1: happened. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, single me out in that. <laughs> well, I remember it. <laughs>
2: Jake was furiously stru- trying to study his business arithmetic in the background, preparing for the midterm the next day. And you well, guys were watching partying Cube? having a
1: night. While well, watching Cube? He's studying? Yeah, sure. No, I, I, that it. seems like the worst study movie.
0: Uh, yeah, that's not a good study movie. You're going to get too enraptured.
1: Oh, rating spoilers. Love it. <laughs> all right, Mark. Well, look, that's that's enough of all that nonsense. And I'm only vamping here because I don't have the stopwatch pulled up yet. But now, Mark, mm-hmm. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. You have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. And that clock is going to start when you start.
2: Six people with no memory of who they are Wake up in a, inside of a Rubik's Cube uh, As they navigate it They find out that some of the rooms are trapped And will kill you in incredibly gruesome And fu- kind of creative and fun ways um, They have to navigate their way out And also solve the mystery of who they are And why they're there And uh, there's interpersonal conflict. And eventually, a few of them make it out. One of them goes crazy and kills everybody. And then the one that does make it out is this guy who has a lobotomy, so he can't really tell the world what happened. Time.
1: Yeah. I mean, you nailed it.
2: Judicious lack thereof on the story front. But also, like, you could... You could... There's a lot of story here, but there's also, like, almost no story here.
1: There's a lot of potential story here. There is expressly almost no story. There is... (laughs) a cube
2: <laughs> yeah and one of them was contracted to make this shell
1: <laughs> the outside was contracted to engineer the outside of it and that's all
2: and i from what i can tell his engineering expertise is like yeah it was uh 400 feet by 400 feet <laughs> per well, side it says it wrong He says
1: 623
2: 600 feet. feet cubed no no no, no. I, So I, i also picked up on that i think what he says is it's each side is 600 square feet because I, I do, he, do, he does say that the volume of it is in square feet, which is well, confusing, well, he, but I'm pretty he, sure he means he each side He almost gets is. it wrong.
1: He actually doesn't get it wrong. I'm looking at my notes here. He doesn't actually get it wrong. What he says, and I have it written down here, he says the outside squares are 434 feet squared. Instead of saying the length, of any of the particular square. He gives the square footage. Are you of sure he doesn't say squares?
2: 434 foot squares.
1: He says squared. Oh, I went back three times oh and I turned God. on captions. I'm pretty sure he does say squared. Oh square my God. I have to step
0: funny. in here. I need both of you to like look me in the eye and tell me this whole episode is not going to be you nitpicking the math. Okay, oh, I can't. We're not going to nitpick the math because the math is nonsense Jake, anyway. But, I'm going to
1: turn off my video because that's not a promise I can make. I need to you, you yeah, not do yeah, this. I'm not I making. I eye want, want this with you,
0: to man. be fun. I want this to be fun.
2: <laughs> you don't have fun when we go to the A to Z. No, I math don't corner? have fun.
0: I don't have fun. I just look at you and I'm like, look at these nerds. And you I'm just like, think of
2: those times when you were studying business ar- arithmetic in your arithmetic, apartment with Jack huh? in college, watching ar- Cube, and he was having a night, and you were trying to learn numbers. You couldn't figure out what a prime power was. I never learned numbers. <laughs> <laughs> just numbers. It's what just are old.
1: numbers? Oh, shit. Mark, good job with the 30 second plot synopsis. Let's talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this fits into, except sci fi, because that's mine. Foreign. It's Canadian, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's one of those.
0: It was made in Canada, but they, they the characters actually have lines to describe that they're American. So, yeah. The least and that's foreign. It. Foreign. Independent, <laughs> that, that's it, I think. Indie. Is that it? Independent.
2: It's, it's Canadian sci-fi. <laughs> uh
1: Yeah. No, that's all. What else that's we got all.
2: is traps. I guess you could Stop throw this in the Stop same it. subgenre Stop as like it. Saw. I guess in Stop that way, it. but it. No. Okay. So we, we've we've described that, but before we get into the movie, does right because we did kind of skip over this. Jack, you talked about your exposure to it, but Jake, what was yours?
0: Oh, I said I've seen it several times.
2: Oh, Sometimes okay. with me I've I've seen seen a handful of times. Oh, that's true. Um,
0: I don't know how you many. You did say that. Yeah, yeah, I did say it, see?
2: Yep. Okay. My bad. I am dumb. Confirmed. Let's talk about what this movie, Dale's right. Let's get the fuck into
1: this thing.
2: Okay. I'm going to go first because it's my movie. And you can't really start without just saying the concept at large is absolutely tip top. The reason this thing resonates through time is that there aren't any other movies about being trapped in a murderous Rubik's Cube. And it's a good (laughs) enough, like complex enough puzzle that that's a fucking awesome concept. And the thing that happens inside of this is like a great fishbowl episode character study style movie. And the concept itself is what allows that to happen.
1: The thing that gets me about it is a lot of movies try to do a thing where they're like, it's just an excuse to do various vignettes. And then they range in complexity of the overarching plot. Like on the, complex side you have like last shift where ostensibly that's about like a woman with her first night at a new police station who's trying to like navigate how to get out of this police station but really it's just an excuse for them to show various different horror scenes and then on the Mm -hmm. absolute other end of the spectrum you have this movie where they're just like nah fuck it no plot just cubes just various horror trap cubes all the same set scary (laughs) shit happens never break up the
2: characters for more than one scene they're never more than a cube apart (laughs) essentially
1: that's it just we thought of some good horror traps and some gruesome deaths that's all hell yeah
0: (laughs) yeah why is
1: there a cube fuck you that's why well I
0: that's that's I think a strength of the movie I like that premise we're in
1: does right Jake
0: the ambiguity of that the the lack of them caring to tell you about it makes it a little more unsettling to me I, I think that that's nice in the sense that it allows it to just Kind of unfold and there's mystery, but that's not even necessarily the important part. It's just the fact that there's this crazy sinister environment that these people are trying to like contend with. Yeah, but you're right. They unholy do unholy as fuck. I mean, what like the the concept is so bananas that the fact that they're just dropped into it is unsettling. <laughs> that is what it is effective.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah and they because... they strike the exact right balance. I think this is another thing that the movie does right is the balance between what they tell you or imply to you versus what they don't even bother like trying to answer and just leaving a full on mystery because that's what really sets up yeah like how the characters interact for the entire thing. And yeah. the modern, the modern inclination is to be like provide all the answers at the end. And I'll tell you right now, if you watch cube zero, you get all the answers at the end of that. <laughs> and it does sort of cheapen the experience and going back and watching just like the pure mystery of this thing is, um, is I think what really makes it hum.
1: Well, and that mystery is the only, it's like the glue holding all of this janky shit together. Because, like, the fact that they, the, the characters speculate about what could be going on. It's everything from, like, the military-industrial complex to, like, <laughs> yeah. a literal James Bond supervillain just fucking with yeah, people. Yeah, they name in, like, check a... Scaramanga. Yeah. And it's just like, and because you don't know anything, all you know is that some of the traps are comically stupid and other ones are just ruthlessly deadly. It's like, makes all of those things, I guess, kind of plausible. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, exactly. Yeah, like, and they, they what the again healthy... they
2: double down on all that stuff in the later sequels, but yeah,
0: they. But we're not here to even act like those exist because this movie's
1: okay, balance great. is right in like you not knowing and not understanding, and the fact that like some of them are like. This one's triggering off of chemicals coming off your skin, which we'll get into why hydrogen sulfide isn't coming off your skin in a second. But that's in a later segment. We don't need to do um, that. But like this one triggers off of chemicals coming off your skin and is an unescapable grid of lasers. This one triggers off of one footprint and is a very specific spiral tornado of that cables one. that are going to try to shred you in a single position. Or alternatively,
2: and this one also I think triggers off of a footprint, and you can literally just duck, and the squirt gun won't hit you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that they it, like it's all of the above. That it's all of those things mm-hmm. is so weird. Well, they had delightful. so many different
0: cubes. Some of them were bound to be dumb. You're going to run out of ideas. They
1: really yeah, aren't. They there. had yeah. to
0: get it built. They had to get it built. It primes.
1: Did they? No.
0: <laughs> there is. The point is there is no point. That's my point.
1: And they had to Whoa. put people in there because otherwise there would be no point if there weren't people. Exactly. The
0: There's team. a healthy dose of just the nihilism in this movie, which I find quite humorous.
1: It's pretty delightful. Yeah. Yeah. As it's by far what the movie does best.
2: While we're on the subject of kind of all of this, I do appreciate how complex the setting itself is. So the concept is also good. That was the first thing we talked about. But the setting and like literally the sets that they film the the one set. individual set that they That's film on yes. is intricate enough and provides enough like background details that it seems like there's more to the story, which is something that always is super important in these like ambiguous things where it just leaves the listener, leaves the watcher, you watch movies, um, <laughs> looking for clues and wanting a little bit more and doing that like research and like debate online and stuff about like forming these fan theories. And that's the type of stuff that makes it work. I, I really, I'd like case in point here is, I love how they do still provide the exposition of from Ren, the Ren, Who's like? He provides the, basically you already named, you already checked it, Jack, with the hydrogen sulfide thing. But he's like, here's how a few of these sensors work. I've escaped from six prisons. This place is probably just another prison. There's I've science escaped. and stuff happening here. Oop, acid! Yikes!
1: I've escaped from prisons with hydrogen sulfide sensors before.
2: Well, they couldn't contain <laughs> him in, contain him in the first six major prisons, so the seventh major prison had to have the hydrogen sulfide. <laughs> Everybody knows you, ex- you secrete hydrogen sulfide from your skin. When you yeah, sweat.
1: absolutely. Clear.
2: I yeah. actually, well, I mean, sure, why not? We just watched a movie recently where there were no fucking mathematicians or scientists on set. That movie was The Mothman Prophecies. And they got basically every fucking damn thing wrong. This movie actually has a consulting mathematician to at least make sure their math works. So, But not a consulting chemist. <laughs> Yeah, maybe not. Whatever. Math. <laughs> Chemistry's just applied math, Jack. <laughs> if you
0: think good about point. it. point. It's a good
2: point. He makes a good point.
1: Oh, shit. Uh, the <laughs> other thing I think this movie does really, really well is for as low a budget movie as this was, $350,000 yes, is the reported that, well, budget. That's what
0: the Pedia says.
1: Yeah. Um. Th- this movie, like, the kills look fucking good. The first guy you Some. see who looks Some. exactly like the dude from that Hot Chip music video I feel better he looks oh my ex- god
0: he does exactly this like that this is the guy from the the poster everyone the poster is yeah. the guy who is in this movie for i mean 20 seconds
1: and also just hasn't didn't got a little bit younger and then was in that Hot Chip music video like 20 years <laughs> later I will not be convinced otherwise um that guy he gets like sliced to bits by I don't know razor wire, and, and that looks pretty good. It's,
0: that's a good. I'll just lob in there. That's a good tone center because it's janky, but in a way that still looks good. If that makes sense, like it's totally yeah. preposterous how this dude just oh. gets diced. But
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's it's, just a like... foldable chain link fence in a corner or something like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the guy, the guy's ass, the guy who gets his ren, uh, renes, uh, who ren. gets his face acidated. acidated. Is, uh, he that looks pretty good too. That's a cool practical effect. And yeah, then, I liked like. it. The even the CG they use, which is obvious, like especially on the one where they find the sound triggered room is and they keep the saying movie? like traps and then it's like shing, 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 that are all obviously CG like needles poking out. They don't look that offensive. Like they know okay. how to make CG look like at and least like it's a it, part of the world a little at bit. times.
2: Yeah,
0: at times there's a notable death at the end of the movie that doesn't look good.
1: But you know. OK, sure.
2: I mean. This is something I had in a later category, uh, so I'll just say it here. The CG is the weakest part of it. It It is almost forgivable as a low-budget late-90s movie. Like, this is it's by no means unique in how bad its own CG is. I think it is. For, okay. Movies of the same time were doing stuff equivalent to this that looked fine. And yeah. this looked fine for the time, it just hasn't aged well, but
1: wow. I think this, <laughs> aged, uh, this ages a lot better. In terms of the way they use CG, like, is less jarring when it pops out. It is less jarring the way they use it, and they do as good a job as much bigger budget movies did. Yeah, so I think, think they they're, don't they're... lean on it too heavily,
0: because exactly. 95% of this movie's runtime is just spent in that one set that they made that was the cube room, and they effectively just had to like change the color... <laughs>
1: Which, that is an awesome fact, right? That's on yeah. the Wikipedia, but if you go and read that article about it that the Wikipedia links to, it's, like, fucking awesome that they built this one set, and they had different gel colors for the lights, yeah. and they filmed the whole thing out of sequence so they could do all the colors at the same time, Yeah, and they wanted to have six different distinct colors for the lights but couldn't afford the sixth gel stain for the lights. And so on that same
0: note, I think that's a pretty <laughs> effective way to go about things too because of just thematically what what unfolded with the movie, right? With Red, that was where you would yeah, see things conflict. happen where they're in conflict or there's a fight or there's death. If there's like a white room, it's generally speaking lighter. Um So they were able, I feel like the actors probably would have been able to get into more of a vibe that they could just ride while they were I, filming that sequence.
2: I do think it's kind of a funny, weird like time capsule effects stuff that they had to... Replace the gel filters in front of the lights with different colors in order to change the colors. When now, like, you could literally just have a smartphone app and just, like, move it around and be like, it's green now. It's red now. It's white now. We can do a strobe. (laughs) You want to do a strobe? Here we go. And just control the whole fucking set from your, like, supercomputer that's in your pocket.
0: It's 25 years of progression, man. That's what the human race has done. Well, and the one I keep coming back to is (laughs) Oh Brother,
1: Where Art Thou? Which is, like, the first big budget, big movie to fully digitally color correct the entire movie right to change it from lush green because they filmed in spring to like arid desert
2: sepia tone
1: and it is very noticeable how bad it looks in that movie mm. so
2: yeah you've 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 said this before and i still haven't gone back to watch Obwot. and now i kind of do because i feel like i remember <laughs> it looking fine it
1: looks fine but it looks very noticeable fine
0: question mark
1: <laughs> it, I mean, frankly, like it, it's it's it looks like a very specific artistic choice, but it looks weird.
0: We're not here to talk about that movie. It's fine.
2: No, this Are week sure? on the A to Z Horror Podcast, we're reviewing "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou"?
0: Ah as Mark says. "Desperate Sorrow." Okay, we're now not doing, doing that.
1: Sorrow? Man, Steven Root just fucking slays that role. <laughs> they <laughs> it, all see, do. That Mark, We're great. a half
0: second from Jack going back to Head shot. We're a half second.
1: <laughs> He did it
0: right
2: when I said it. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, you really (laughs) timed that one up perfectly. God damn it. What else does this movie do right?
0: (sighs) Not that much. It doesn't, though. It doesn't.
2: I mean, this does have that same sort of Saw phenomenon where I remember it being way more violent than this movie is, but it is, in fact, just about a bunch of prisoners... I guess maybe not prisoners. There are a bunch of people entrapped people. Well, they're
0: prisoners. They are imprisoned. They're definitively prisoners. Sure. Okay.
2: There's a bunch of prisoners like dealing with psychological stress and literal physical danger. But like the literal yeah. the literal physical danger manifests itself twice at the beginning of the movie and then never again. I mean, I guess you could Th- say that Quentin or whatever ends up getting killed by the by the just the sheer force of the cube itself. But that's not really a trap.
1: Th- this movie has one of those vibes of like the most violence and gore you can get away with and still conceivably edit it for T V broadcast in the nineties, early two thousands. But there's sure.
2: like no actual violence here. Aside from the opening scene where the dude gets sliced and diced. And the next death
0: where the rat gets his face. face and the acid
2: off. face thing, which I mean, whatever. There's really like Outside of
0: those, not those two, there's very little. There. Outside of those two, there is very little until just the very end, and even then there's like two Half
2: second bits. Even yeah, even then it's just a guy going like ah and then you cut away to like a red CG spear yeah. on a I wall. I mean that
0: would play anywhere. That's like Jurassic. That's Park Disney.
2: Shit. You know, Pixar has that in some of their movies, I'm sure. You know? It's more like <laughs> Bug Splat, but same. Yeah, that second act of Up got real gruesome. <laughs> you know? The the deleted scenes where they tortured that guy to figure out where the paradise was.
0: <laughs> up is a horror movie. I'm not we're not here to do that either. Yeah,
2: we're gonna review that one next week. Don't worry about God. it. Right after Obwat. <laughs> okay. There's nothing else it does right. What does it do? Middle? I don't think so.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh this is um, something I mentioned earlier, but the breaks between scenes to very clearly cut to commercial is something you like kind of only see in movies that are made between like 1980 and 2000. Yeah. In a very specific budget tier as well, because like their their th- the mode of them going to become profitable was specifically like. Maybe we do a limited release, and then we're just going straight to syndication. Sure. We need to figure out where the commercial breaks are it going. It doesn't you know, bother Mark, me. It's,
1: it's interesting. I don't know if they intended that or if it was a byproduct of them having to film all the scenes in one color at a time. Right no, out so there's out of- There are some hard cuts in here yes. where it's just like straight fade to commercial. Because mm-hmm. this premiered at TIFF, right? The mm-hmm. Toronto International Film Festival.
2: That would require me to scroll all the way up to his fucking release I, date yeah, page. It, I believe it did. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're right, it did. It did
2: It did at the very top of the release thing, Toronto International Film Festival, 9th of September, 1997. That's actually pretty impressive. Tip's a hoity-toity event.
1: I'm saying. So I, I'm not convinced that... I think it might have fallen a little bit ass-backwards into being perfectly editable for a TV movie.
2: There are, but there are edits between cubes that are not like soft fade outs. And then there are people ending a scene on like a specific revelation. That's like a little bit of a cliffhanger. And then there's a fade to black Full instead of fade an actual to black. cut. Yeah. And you're like, I Oh agree completely. yeah, that's where the commercial break was. Yeah. <laughs> and if you watch that without commercials, which you can do, I ended up renting this on Amazon, paying money for it, but you can watch it with commercials. I was going to I did um,
1: the uh, sign up for whatever horseshit service they have. That oh, sure Moviesphere! Yeah, <laughs> and that I one, Fuck.
0: Watched it on Tubi with commercials because this is like the sixth time, and I was not about to pay for it. So, so
2: okay, th- I I am happy that one of us watched it with commercials yeah. because I am curious now, and I don't know Tubi might actually do it. I'm curious about IMDb TV, but like, were the bricks actually? where the commercials? We're supposed to be because when I've watched things in the past on IMDb TV, the commercial break comes in mid sentence so, sometimes.
0: Yeah. So on Tubi there were there were some when I got into the cadence, which okay, I knew going in there would be commercial breaks, but after the first one, I was just kind of like wondering when the next would show up. And there were times where I was like, Okay, there's one that's about to happen and then it would happen. And there were a couple that were Totally random, so it kind of was all over the place.
2: Like as the ren is getting sprayed with acid, it's just like cut <laughs> commercial. Not that, and not it comes that bad. Back and but, he's writhing on the floor, like ah. No,
0: not that bad. But there was one that I remember during one of the many sequences where they were like trying to figure out the math. They were mid exploration of numbers in between oh, the God. cubes. Yeah, we'll talk cut. about
2: the we'll talk about the montages here. In Let's, a
0: minute yeah, but it just cut during the middle of that
2: well, wow. that's upsetting. I wish that I wish that the commercials that we're having to deal with today at least like respected movies that had commercial breaks already built into them it
0: did that too though so my theory is that it was getting more of them in there
2: mm, I see okay yeah. well, I mean that makes sense for those I mean I don't know how much you guys spent time watching sci-fi channel original movies, but I spent a lot some, of time sometimes and if you went more than I mean, Three Ten? minutes without a commercial Ten. break? Be real. It's like 10.
1: <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe we'll compromise Mark, and say six. I remember a distinct period of time where we had seen the sci-fi original channel movie Spiders, exclamation Spiders! Point, and we were so excited to see the sequel to that, which was called Spiders 2, colon, Spiders, exclamation <laughs> point. And we spent... Such a long time at a friend of ours house playing Super Smash Bros and waiting for Spiders 2 Spiders to come on the Sci-Fi Channel.
2: It was, it's an 80 minute long movie and I want to say we had that thing on the TV for four hours. That's how much commercial break there was.
1: <laughs> but we watched it and it was glorious. We
2: also had Papa Murphy's, which was uh, very good in retrospect.
1: I think that was the night you cut your toe on a pie tin and That's not the out. same
2: time. There Those were two different things. Yeah, same th- house though. Same house, yeah. I, <laughs> I did, was not uh... there
0: for the Spiders 2 Spiders thing <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: i think they did that again too with leeches too. leeches oh shit! and then shit, there was snow right. spiders <laughs> i think spiders Wait. too might have been snow spiders yeah i think I'm,
1: I'm conflating spiders too with leeches 2 leeches i know yeah.
0: leeches 2 leeches was the thing we should review that movie
1: <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah if we can find it it's probably lost to history at this point oh shit here's another thing this movie does wrong the scene <laughs> where they come back around and find ren did you say wrong uh middle he okay. said middle Okay, I, I don't know. I said you don't know what I said. I no, heard no.
2: middle at least, so I don't know. I might be wrong too.
1: Uh the scene where they come back around and find Ren is like glaringly obvious of this movie's faults. It's a cool scene to where they like realize they're trapped in here and going around in circles and it's what leads to real them realizing that everything's moving, which is cool. But at the same time, like it's just like Okay, but those are the chemical air sensor things. Why haven't they already sprayed acid about? No, 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 if no.
2: Veto this. Veto this. You're wrong. So they pull him out of the. Uh, I think he gets hit in a blue cube, and then they pull him out specifically into the cube that they were in when he was explaining all of the sensors and stuff to him. That that is correct. In. They
0: pulled him back while he was mid getting melted.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then he dies in that cube when they I him out of the I retract my does middle. Room. Good. It's a neat pick now. <laughs> I think I think that's how legally this
1: works.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Are we go- are we moving on again? Yes, does wrong. Yeah,
1: cool. And I think you got to just blow the whistle at this point too. No, don't it's one of those no okay, don't it does do that. no, don't
0: Hard yet.
2: wrong. We'll start out with hard wrong. No nits pick.
0: Acting yeah. does not work? Primarily, mostly doesn't work.
2: But it fits the tone of the film. <laughs> yeah, but
0: it doesn't mean it's good. It means it's bad. It's it is bad, bad. Bad acting is bad acting.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of melodrama here. I think they could have gone. Uh, realistically, I think if this would have been a good point for me to make, in does middle because I feel like the melodrama of the acting here does suit the overall like purpose of the movie in a in a way that is synergistic. But you are correct that like yeah, no, this isn't good acting. Yeah, especially, especially. I mean, it's the primar-
0: like the the best example is what the hell? This is a movie where I don't know anyone's name except for Kazan and I guess Ren, um, police officer. His is yeah, Quentin, main the worst. dude. He's the worst, Quentin, Quentin. He's the worst
1: because well, so he over starts the top. off as like the hero, but then he fucking just goes straight to the later seasons of Dexter. And yeah, it's he hilar- goes, he it's goes hilarious. straight
2: to Andy Circus in that horror movie. You Fuck know? you, just way over the top
0: in a different <laughs> way, in a not as good way. Okay. Andy Circus has a certain level of manic that he can hit that is like I don't know it's good. This is not just that. right. Although it's not over the top it was at all. funny, like I enjoyed watching the over-the-top melodramatic bullshit, but it was bad. Maybe it should have been middle. It's wrong though. It's bad. It's what the mood yeah, is. Yeah, I think
2: bad. it suits the timbre of the movie enough that it's like acceptable. But I maybe do hear I should. What you're I mean, saying. you're
0: selling me on middle, but I'm going to keep it here.
2: I mean, both Worth and Levin are fine. Levin has some line deliveries that are like very clearly. The, the chief mathematician on set walked in and was just like, say a few things about numbers, oh, please. Oh, dude, come on. I, she was the uh, she was bad, too. She I started with her quote where she's like,
0: have you all been on glue your whole lives? Yeah, she sucks. <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. She sucks
1: real hard. <laughs> okay, and I didn't even, she wasn't even saved by the obvious allusion to the Twilight Zone when her glasses, like, crack at the very beginning. <laughs>
2: talking about line deliveries actually specifically I want to I want to s- uh, sweep this one in here yeah. when she's looking at the prime numbers and she's supposed to or when she's looking at the ad whatever then the three numbers yes and she's looking and she's like supposed to be the math genius 645 and there's she things takes, that like, 11 five five. the first number ends in a two and the second number ends in a five not and prime. she takes legitimately three seconds to be like ah <sighs> it's longer than three seconds not prime. It's a while, man. She's, like, pacing the room, and she's like, not prime.
0: I don't (laughs) know numbers. like that. The ability
2: to determine if a a number is divisible by the first ten digits is, unless it's a seven, super fucking easy.
1: There are a couple of ones that get complicated, right? But, like, anything that ends in a two and anything that ends in a five are even things like a dummy like me can figure out immediately. Yeah, if it's an an even number,
2: pro tip, unless it's two, it's not prime.
1: I don't. I, mean, I don't have anywhere near the Identic memory she purports to have in this movie.
2: Yeah, she she doesn't have an Identic memory, Jack. She has a facility for it. Okay. Oh, yeah. get, okay. <laughs> <get it right. laughs>
0: Another great line. I, I will. I will say in her defense, she was given those lines to,
2: to yeah utter. Well, and the, yeah, it's certainly a challenging script to try and fit all this information.
1: Uh, okay, in. so what else it does is it do it's wrong? It's a very challenging script.
0: The, the script was really challenging. That's something <laughs> the movie does wrong.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh.
2: Hmm. I, the way this movie handles montages is also something this movie does wrong because it does it twice, and both of them are confusing and fucking weird. I don't the even know what one, you
1: mean when you're saying montages in this movie. There, yeah, uh, okay. So
2: <laughs> there's the, uh, there <laughs> montage. I guess might not be the right word, but it's like time passage. No montage. Fuck you. Montage it, is it's the a right mo- word. no. There are montages. It's a, it's a cut of a bunch of like like a bunch of cuts of a scene. They're just not moving very much with. Weird background music played over it to demonstrate the passage of time. There are two. The first one is when she is like solving math problems, and Quentin is trying to ask out Leavenworth or whatever the hell her nit- Holloway. Um, <laughs> and then this is just like it's prime numbers, and then that they move on from there. The second one is when they decide to sleep, and Quentin drags Levin away from um from the group and tries to convince her that they should go solo.
1: But- like a Salzer.
2: In both times, it's just, like, spinny camera with, like, weird cross-cutting dialogue of the people that's actually happening, and then the strangest backing track I've ever heard from a soundtrack before, just, like, people whispering and chattering.
0: Because as you started talking about this, I was like, at least it didn't have fucking, I don't know, Creed or something playing in the background. Can you imagine if it had some whaley-ass late 90s alt-rock bullshit playing behind that? Oh, I mean,
2: that wouldn't have made any sense whatsoever, but... It still doesn't make any sense. It's not a it's not a well constructed <laughs> piece of film and that have been worse. Both of those fifteen second things are done very poorly.
0: Yeah. Could have been worse though. You know. <laughs>
2: okay. It literally could have been worse. Yeah. There could have just been they could have just undercut it with someone screaming about mayonnaise
1: for fifteen they seconds. They could have used uh what's the episode of Sunny where they go to the, the, the mountain and the gotta cause I'm running on ice.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the ski episode. Yeah. They could have used that and that would have made it better, actually, though. So that's <laughs> that's the problem with that.
1: It just used like an eighties sports movie <laughs> montage song. Yeah, it's Chariots of
2: Fire. <laughs> that would have been a um, weird. Both departure. of those things hit me very poorly this time around. Sure.
0: I, I believe it.
2: I blocked them out apparently. And I'll just <laughs> throw my other one out here because I don't know if we're gonna have much more before we get full on into nitpicks. But the camera moves so much, they should have invested in like one fucking steady cam. One. One steady cam. All I need for the rest of this movie. Um didn't bother me that much. I hear you. Camera movement for whatever reason on other gets things, in my though. brain in a way that I don't think is normal, but
0: Yeah. I I, I was too focused on other things to really be affected by that though. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's fight just means but there's fight a scenes, lot of
0: fight scenes. Fight scenes.
2: There's a lot Uh, of, but even just like regular scenes where people are standing there, it's very clearly just a person holding like a handy cam and every move they make just jittering around. I get maybe they're going this, for like an action sequence or something. To yeah, keep, like, I kind of love that first fight Prenetic. scene where the police
1: officer punches that guy in the gut, and it's just like, and then it like cuts, and he's clearly three feet away from him. And he's like, Dude, ah, like in an action. Pose. It's so bad. It's <laughs> the fight
0: scenes were so bad, and that they, they were at their best when it was just shaking the camera.
2: <laughs> okay, so this is what the movie does right. I'm changing it completely then.
0: That is, you have drastically no, misinterpreted my take, sir.
2: <laughs> Blow the whistle. Redacted.
0: Blow it. Yep. <laughs> do not, do not start doing math and science things.
1: Oh, I've well, got get with up. Math and science things, though. Okay. We... Okay, Wait, You're going to start do the exact exact with them. You're going to start with Jake them. Said. I wasn't going to start with them. I was going to start with how my first four notes are that I couldn't remember the song, the hot the hot chip song from the guy I wrote down that guy looks like the tonight yeah. guy from the hot chip song. I and, mean, and then you I was like, "No, one more night." And then it's the "Get Better." And I finally got to "I Feel Better." I just kept revising I would never my know the name of that song. I Feel Better. Yeah, I I have we've we've you had this conversation
2: on me. this episode before and we
1: got the name wrong. So, <laughs> yeah, good for us. I will uh, never get it right. But let's okay. So now we haven't started with math and science. Mark, math and science. Okay, I actually didn't
2: really have this in nitpicks because it is like I. Are think- you doing? Are you doing math and science? I'm gonna go get a beer.
1: He actually did leave.
2: <laughs> I, I I think it's good how much opaque detail they provide because it has fostered lush debate on. Lo- you can go into the notes on the Wikipedia page. For, like, the mathematics that are included as part of the movie, and just read the pages long conversation between these Wikipedia nerds trying to figure out ex- because, like, they clearly have a math consultant on the staff, he's in the credits. Yeah, so but what they, sucks about in a that, way at least know what a prime number is. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But what sucks about that is like how immediately the math person they have in the actual movie like figures it out, like figures out the buffer of empty space between the outside and the first cube, and then gets the exact number of cubes correct. It's like no, that's so fucking stupid. She assumed so much and just happened to be right about it.
2: No, if you can, if you can, no, I don't, dis- I don't agree with that. If you can. No, the internal dimensions plus or minus. I mean, she famously doesn't include the dimensions of the hallway between whatever you'd call that, the crawl space. But. You could at least get an estimate that you're in a fifteen by fifteen or twenty, whatever, a twenty-five by twenty-five or a twenty-six by twenty-six. She has a, but she's exactly
1: correct, including accounting for the one full cubes worth of space between the outside cubes and the very outside of the structure itself, for no reason that just happens to be exactly correct. Yeah, so that's
2: that's a good point. That
1: is a very good point. uh, That you can
2: only get the other the other piece that they never talk about, but is a requirement of the math is that all of the addresses of the cubes are the are three digits and the maximum sum you can get from three digits is 9 plus 9 plus 9 which is 27 which would be the outermost so you can't have a layer of 27 outside cubes because your address air quotes would be impossible to encode outside of that for the
1: 28th cube that moves around yes. to the bridge um okay Jake cuz you're back I'll I'll move on to a different one. This comes up throughout the entire fucking movie. Ren rips one of his own buttons off and starts sucking on it. And then rips one of the doctor's <laughs> buttons off and shoves it in her mouth and says, "Suck on this. It'll keep the yeah. saliva flowing." What the fuck? Yeah. That's just good medical <laughs> Excuse
2: science. Excuse me. That's uh, yeah, you'll you actually never go thirsty if and you have something And then they continue
1: all right, yeah, we just had a little bit of a technology issue, not sure what happened there, but we are back. Who's got the next net pick?:
2: we all, we all just randomly got trapped in a uh, cubic prison, but yeah, our ours was only nine by nine, so it was a little bit easier. There were no traps.
1: <laughs> yeah. We had to figure out how many prime numbers there were between zero and nine, it took a frankly distressing amount of time. Well, I mean,
2: there are there are four four be- between <laughs> well, seven and nine between you know seven that and now nine, only where one. were you an hour ago between one and nine there were there's four <laughs> um yeah I, I have another nitpick that i want to talk about which is what there are a surprising number of people who fall through the fucking floor in this movie when in order to do that you don't have to be standing on on the floor like plate you have to be like actively walking and then hear it move Hear it it rotate and then see it slide and then still decide that the appropriate course of action is to continue walking and then fall through the floor.
0: Mark, they're all under great duress. Their situational awareness is going to be a little bit compromised, okay?
2: They are dehydrated.
0: Dehydrated is why they're sucking on buttons.
2: The Sucking on buttons. Jesus Christ. Can we
1: talk about that too? Oh, we have already talked about that. Have we? we I don't know, man. I've been in a time warp. Me screaming about sucking on buttons is where my suck on a button. a minute
2: ago. Did you know that you never go dehydrated if you just put something in your mouth? Jesus and you Christ! Just okay, your okay, okay. I'm moving on. Agua. I'm moving on. Uh, question: okay,
0: Why are you expositing about permutations to like this murderous asshole who's just made a pass at you after he's identifiably oh, killed someone else, and you could definitely hear it? Why are you even speaking to this man at the end of the movie? Why are that they is
2: actually it? a great point, Jake. Which is that this movie also just randomly throws out permutations oh as a mathematical conceit that like is a <laughs> is a solution to problems when they have absolutely nothing fucking to do with the problem that they're in right now. You can use but you Mark, can use permutations and shit in like statistics, but, Mark, but
0: they but, had a mathematical guy on set, didn't they?
2: That's true. They did have a. I, I he was only there for the for the red cubes or whatever the fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, he could only be there when they had the white, blue, and red gel. Yeah, he, For the other ones,
2: he didn't like the blue ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he was the opposite of
2: Kazan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he had emotional distress every time they were in another colored cube. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah, it's also like, yeah, that dude is so clearly a psychopath. And they, he's like later seasons of Dexter, obviously a psychopathic murderer. And they just are cool trusting him for way too fucking long. It is, yeah, it is super
2: funny to see him slip from, be- it, it, like, the way that the story evolves over time of, like, him being the, let's get everyone together and organized and, like, here is who I am and who are you and let's solve this piece. To like, three scenes later, he's just like, well, I'm a psychopathic murderer now and I'm going to kill people because they don't have boots or something. Well, <laughs> that was logical, wasn't it? I'm very thirsty. Luckily, I oh, have my- this button.
1: <laughs> so I'm not thirsty anymore. Keep the saliva flowing. Ugh. God. I don't know. I'm out. Should we go to Reds? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Right, let's do it.
1: We over the horror, use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, they got Steve Brule, who wrote how ready he is. For 10, think about the villains and Howard the Duck would rate how much toot they've done. I've been doing too much toot. Story is the first category to rate these movies. Mark, this was your pick. It's your story rating. I'm actually
2: super happy that I'm going first because <laughs> I have no idea where you guys are gonna land. And I feel like I um, I did something here that is oh a boy. little bit bold, and oh I boy. want it to be like fully organic. So, um, <laughs> Here's the thing about this movie. I actually think one of its strengths is its story. You said judicious lack thereof. I think I did did say say that. You did. Okay. Uh, And I stand by that. With sci-fi, you don't really want to it or over-deliver, And that's something that I think that we talked about at the beginning of this, where the movie strikes... Almost the exact correct balance between giving so. the viewer enough to chew on and giving them not enough that there's still like fan theories to be had and discussions to be had and like an actual like debate to occur off screen. So <laughs> oh I've, um, God. I've danced around it for quite a while now. I, I actually gave this movie a nine, which is, seems high, but <laughs> I, I, I fully stand by this one. I think this is seems. Uh, arguable scenes seems seems high uh, oh seems okay. high yeah 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 um, I think uh, this is one of the best executed like sci-fi horror stories out there and maybe this is a sampling bias on my end but I think that's why this movie survives with the status that it does of this is like one of the movies that's brought up with sci-fi horror you cannot not bring up Cube right doofa
1: doofa okay Mark Holy shit. I, you know what? I, before I just lay into you for how stupid I think that was, let me, Can't let wait. me tell you this. Here's what I appreciate. I like, this is episode 201. You know, we want to do something special. We're, we're, in episode, we're above 200 episodes here. So I like that it's taken us this long to get to the stupidest thing any one of us has ever said on this podcast. Uh,
2: that's, but I mean, that cannot be right. I'll take you back to the time that I gave 13 Ghosts an 8 for effects. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm not saying that was excuse stupid. Excuse me. I, okay, I gave this a 3 for a story. Wow. I disagree with you on, on every aspect of the like grading curve you gave it. I disagree with you. I don't think this gives you enough to sink your teeth into. I think this movie is expressly being like, fuck you, there's no story. And if you're looking for a story, you're dumb because there isn't one here. Judiciously, like they're the also. Guy has so many, like, nitpickable elements that you have to focus on those. This is not a story movie. This movie has, it's not lower than a three because it has a certain amount of elegance in how much of a bird it's just flipping to the audience. And Like, you think they have to be a story for it to be a movie? No, fuck you, there doesn't. This is like the same um, take
2: you had for Mothman prophecies, where it's like, I like how bold this movie is for being how bad it is.
1: Yeah, and what did I give Mothman for a story? I Almost don't care. the same score. <laughs> Almost the it's same score. It's probably like a seven. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mark, that's very, very high. I give it. A I three. stand by. Jake, look, I'll defend you?
2: that one to the death. I don't. I don't think I got this one wrong. I mean, I understand what? why you would go lower, Mark. But- I got this one. Mark, when we this talk, is, judicious lack thereof. Of the be- typic- this is exactly the right amount of sci-fi story you need in a movie like. this. Well, okay,
0: so no, you need a so lot. When more. you talk judicious lack thereof, <laughs> typically there's a cap you'll be willing to put on it. And apparently, Marx is he's just not willing to give it a ten. That's where we are with this.
1: So also notably, the category isn't story or judicious. I lack I agree
0: that there. I okay, so I agree with the elements of both of your takes. Ultimately, I'm siding more with Jack. I gave it a four and a half. The thing is with this, the premise, I agree completely with what Mark said. It's really good, and I think that there's a lot that you can gain from that. Clearly, that's what you saw here. It's probably the best example of it that I can think of. Everything else is kind of a big nope for me. Like, what we saw in terms of the script that was actually written, how it played out, it just, there wasn't a lot of trajectory that this movie had, nor did it support itself with the characters that were on screen. So it cannot be that high despite the fact that it's a super cool concept.
1: Yeah. No, agree with that. Mark, what is your world building and immersion category score? Second wow. one. You've, you've upset me. I can't even do it anymore. <laughs> you've upset me too much. What is your score for the world building and immersion category, which is our second one? Bam. Nailed it. You threw me for a loop on that
2: one. I'm actually also now kind of worried about this. Cause I thought I would be like in lockstep with you guys on this one, but I also went high here. <laughs> I gave it an eight Uh, Well-realized sci-fi is fun as fuck, and really the only thing that I'm pulling back from this is the melodramatic performances and the difficult-to-deliver script probably create some moments where, yeah, you're pulled out of it to a certain extent. That said, though, the world is exceptionally well-realized, and even if the scenes themselves are a little overwrought with drama, I am, like... Way in on this whole fucking movie. I'm never not interested in the scene that's happening. Except for
1: maybe the montages that I talked <laughs> about earlier.
0: Luckily they're only 20 <laughs> seconds at yeah. p- piece.
1: Yeah. Mark, you know what? This is a lot less controversial than your last score was. At least for me. I gave this a seven for world building immersion. This is a movie that is almost entirely world building. This movie only exists because of the world they built. And that world happened to be this one room. That they applied different gel-stained lights to. Yeah, literally to, one that did a fucking tremendous job. It feels, you understand the world these characters are occupying, and it feels hopeless, and it feels endless, and that's all great. I'm also pretty immersed in it, despite how stupid it is. That's all to the movie's credit, and all of that falls into this category of world-building and immersion. It's a seven for me, Jake.
0: is in the same score. Don't need to belabor it.
1: As Jack. Okay, seven. that's good. T- yeah. Seven. Okay. Okay. That's going to take us into Scare Factor. Mark, what is your Scare Factor score? I give this a four, and that's because
2: it's really mostly like psychological drama that's happening here. You could almost describe this thing as like a thriller if you wanted to. In a weird way, it it has the same like resonance that Saw does, where you just anticipate there being a hell of a lot more grotesque violence, but then you realize that was actually just the sequels, except for not Hypercube, because that thing barely exists anyway. Um, so what you're left with is like basically interpersonal conflict for most of the movie. And that aside from being relatively tense, every time they reach a new cube and they have to figure out like how to throw a boot into it to check whether or not they're going to get eviscerated with spikes or something like that. That's really like that. That's the extent of which the horror factor is playing in here.
1: Yeah, I give it a three. And it's interesting, the comparison to Saw, because... For me, that movie is so, so, so much scarier. I don't actually know what I gave it, but I really, really fucking hope it's higher. Just because that movie has, I mean, like genuinely frightening elements of it might feel like it could happen to you. In this movie, there's so many of these traps that are so fucking stupid and avoidable. And so much of this movie is just that kind of dumb shit that, like, I like. One of them is just a squirt gun. <laughs> I like some of the scares, but it, it's not scary to me. It's a three, Jake. You gave Saw a five for the record. Okay. Checks out. Okay. Right?
0: Um I gave this a three and a half. This movie is conceptually scary, more so than like people getting sprayed in the face with acid or, you know, like actually getting chopped into seventeen hundred pieces by whatever the hell that was at the start of the movie. That's not really the scary piece to this. It's the idea that you have woken up and you're inside this impossible to comprehend gigantic cube prison thing. Like, that is so far outside the realm of what I would ever consider. Yet, there's just enough reality. I don't know, just enough <laughs> reality there that it is an uncomfortable thing to consider. And I think that it captures that well through its premise. Uh, so therefore it keeps it from being like super duper low, but not overall like th- that scary of a movie.
1: All right. Let's us into effects or judicious lack thereof. Mark, what is your effect score? I gave it a seven here. Um, this is
2: mostly a practical movie and kudos to them for building like wildly intricate sets here. I love all of that. Set. It looks good for the most part. um, CG you guys like it so I guess I'll see where you guys go with this one but I do think the CG ages this movie in a way that is pretty unfortunate especially for like the one like the the scene that you're gonna watch when you start the cold open then has this like PS2 level graphics thing of a chain link fence rolling up in the background that the guy somehow didn't I don't I don't know the, the CG stuff looks bad. That's what I got. I give
1: it a seven. Uh, I think this movie does effects tremendously. All the practical effects look fantastic. And like I said, this movie uses CG in a way that movies of this era did not. It uses it subtly and it uses it like kind of quietly, even though they're like full light scenes, but in a way that isn't as jarring as when other movies do it. It's just like needles that poke out. It's like not just fucking horrifying all the time. It's, good use of CG from a very, very low budget. It's a seven for me, Jake.
0: Yeah, I uh, this checks out to me. I liked the CG a little less than you. I agreed with Mark more on that front. So, Jack, you and I have been in mostly lockstep during this review. I gave it a six. So, I think that, like I said, that checks out. Um... The CG just it, it, it has aged poorly, but it was a super duper low budget movie. And I think outside of that, everything they did was very commendable. They were smart with their resource allocation. Like they had one set and they figured out how to make it work and it looked really good. And then they were able to devote other things to like the practical kills. And that was cool
2: this yeah the sound, like the sound of- activated spike trap maybe they shouldn't have actuated it like eight times yeah that's actually yeah. a fair point i
0: that's don't have the same
1: thing repeated over and over i didn't have any
0: notes on the audio from this movie so ooh boy do i want to reconsider this no i don't didn't make a strong enough impression will not does not compute
1: there are things that like huge name directors should learn from this movie in terms of like how to effectively use cg when you can't afford to have any of it look good like this is the way to do it sure
2: the Blumhouse approach,
1: <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, he probably did learn from this. Um, all right, that's going to take us into overall. Mark, what is your
2: overall score? I gave it a seven. I'm super curious to know where you guys land on this because obviously there is an uh a, an up factor for me, an X factor for me that I really really like. This I gave the story a nine, so. Well, yeah. Um. I I think this is one of the sci-fi greats. I, I expect to see this on many of the like horror classics lists, especially if they have a sci-fi bent to them. And if they're talking about stuff you maybe haven't seen, because I do think this is a little bit um, under-talked about. But aside from that, like... It's a big part of my life. I enjoy going back and watching it every single time I do. I've seen this five or six times now, probably. And I didn't lose anything on it on this most recent view. So if this movie is something that's like up your alleyway, you get a hell of a lot of mileage out of it. And that's what I appreciate about it. It's a seven.
1: I give it a six. I mean, this is a really fun movie. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's dumb and it's schlocky, but it's it's a ton of fun. Like this this movie has a fantastic concept and this is where it comes into the fact where like where they have the balls to tell you like, hey fuck you, don't worry about plot. Unlike the Mothman prophecies, this movie also pays off in terms of a fun movie to watch. Whereas that movie is just like, hey, you, fuck you, there's no plot, and then it's very boring to watch. This one at least has a fun overall product. It's a six. It's very fun. It's very stupid. Jake. Yeah,
0: there's not a lot of pretending to be done here, Jack. The wagons have been circled. I gave this a six and a half. I agree with elements of both of you guys throughout this, so it feels right to have given it a six and a half.
1: Yeah, not a lot to say. Fair enough. Uh, Should we uh, go to thumbs up, thumbs down here, boys? Mark. I know you're giving it a thumbs up. That seems inevitable. Sci-fi is a weird one where...
2: Stop it. it. Sci-fi is a prerequisite. If you're not willing to go into something that is this abstract, then you're going to have a bad time. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's going to be a thumbs up. And uh, this is something that I have actively recommended to most of my friends that haven't seen it. So there you go.
1: I think it's interesting how much you put onto the sci-fi aspect of this, which I don't think are this movie's strongest points, like... This isn't, sci-fi to me has really, really interesting concepts that make you think a whole lot. And this movie is like encouraging me to like take one concept and not ever think about it again. Just be like, here's an excuse for us to kill people in it. So Prime I don't, numbers. Prime numbers, Jack. Think about prime powers. <laughs> I'm not gonna go with you on the sci-fi journey, but I am still going to give this a recommend just because this is one that also I think, like as far as, gatekeeping is a bad thing this is one that like a lot of horror people think is really good and people claim is underrated and it's so accessible and easy to watch for like anyone that like random yeah, go shot fucking at me watch this. i said
2: that like moments ago but cool
1: what you didn't say this was
2: i think i said it was under talked about at least
1: oh i i mean i think i i i do think this is falsely reported as like underrated I think this is exactly properly rated in the zeitgeist right now. I mean, I guess that's fair
2: just because it actually is talked about relatively highly in the zeitgeist right now. So, yeah. <laughs> Did you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Are we still in the readings? What's happening? Thumbs up. Okay. Yeah, thumbs up. Go watch this
0: movie. It's dumb, but you'll have fun watching it. Jake. Yeah, it's a pretty easy thumbs up for me. It's a fun movie. Like, that's kind of all all you need. There's not enough here to deter you from something. It's not, like, fun, but I just don't think, like, evidence – uh I didn't start watching this movie with my fiance. She came into the room and this is a movie that I would have expected. I like I know well enough now to know to invite her to watch certain films. This is not one of those films, at least so I thought, but she sat down and like didn't want to get up. Uh it pulled her right in. So Cause the there you go. So uh this is an easy one for me. Mark.
1: Uh, all right, fair enough. Should we uh get the. Yeah, back? you said this was episode yeah, 201,
0: dude. didn't you? Before the stupidest thing I that sure did. has ever been uttered was uttered or something like that. Yeah. This has been episode 201 of the A to Z Horcast. Uh, if you like what we got going on and you're still here hanging out with us, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. I'm switching this up a little bit, guys. But just remember, as Jack said at the top of the episode, right now, us, we're not the place your money should be going. So rest assured, if you do choose to get all the great perks that are available on our Patreon, that's going to be going to Currently Feeding America, but somewhere where that money is deserved. You're going to get the same great perks as always. No harm there. Uh, If you like what else we got going on, go ahead and head on over to a AtoZHore.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, And sometimes Reddit, like once a month, we've just dropped, like, the absolute biggest horror release roundup ever. At this point, it'll probably be the end of the month.
1: We didn't drop it. Somebody dropped it. (laughs) Hey, that's a first, too. That's pretty cool. Oh, That's pretty cool, too. It got no traction. It happens, buddy.
0: Um, As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is going to be down there in the description below as well. And next week, we're getting towards the end of our crop of horror movies right now. And next week, we're going to be doing a jack pick. It's going to be The Conjuring 2, which I'm excited to see. I've seen that once, like, right when it released, and I remember almost nothing about it. So that'll be a fun one to dive into. So
1: I'm excited, like, if it's a full actual watch. Yeah. Oh, oh, interesting.
0: Okay. I'm gonna We'll dive into that when we get there. And when we get there, we'll be right around one week from today. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more of these. Have a great weekend. <laughs>
1: But after she falls asleep or gets too drunk to turn it off, sometimes I watch Brink on there too.